So William R. Patterson joins us on the drive home. It's your trusted source for wealth and business education. Our guest this week, William R. Patterson, award-winning lecturer and national best-selling author. He is a business and finance guru. William Patterson, Chicagoan extraordinaire. Going to go to William Patterson, and we couldn't have you on on a better day. Losing a home to foreclosure is now almost as common for families as buying a home. But you say this is the best time in 50 years to buy a home or an apartment or an office building. One of the things that I really appreciate that you're doing is you go out into the community and undress the predatory lending industry. Talking about money, economics, finances, with one of the best minds in the business, William Patterson. He is a renowned wealth coach and national best-selling co-author of The Baron's Son. Breakthrough book has been featured in the Forbes Book Club and Black Enterprise Magazine. His website, baronseries.com, is winner of the 2008 Web Awards for Best Speaker, Best Male Author, and Best Wealth Building Site. He is ranked as the number one business motivational speaker. For people who are knowledgeable, this is the best time ever to buy certain types of assets. As the dollar's been taking a beating, as the economy's been taking a beating, a recession basically is here. Very, very pleased to have on once again, William Patterson. How you doing today? We're doing terrific, Todd. Thanks again for having me on the show. Thanks. A lot of great stuff to share today. Yes, indeed. Of course, uh, you're looking out for those small business owners, giving them some tips today, right? Definitely. We're going to be giving some tips to the small business owners to help recession-proof their businesses. We're also going to be giving some tips for individuals and investors. We're going to talk about how just about anybody can find about 600 to $5,000 to invest. So this is going to be an exciting show for people. And I know a lot of people are driving right now, so if you miss anything, just go to BarronSeries.com. We have a search box there, and you'll be able to find every topic that we talk about here today. All right. So let's get right to it, man. So what are some of these uh, ways that small business owners can benefit? The first thing I always tell people to do is to get help from experts. This environment, you're faced with a number of converging risks from the rise in inflation, the high fuel and commodity prices, tight credit, volatile financial markets. All of these things are presenting converging risks that many small business owners have never seen. And some of the things that experts can do for you, again, we're talking about everything from business coaches to accountants. They can help you identify, mitigate, and profit from risks, as well as identify some ways to maximize your revenue and tax-saving opportunities. So for many small business owners, this is going to mean the difference between losses and six- or seven-figure profits. So that's the first thing you want to do is to make sure that you are building your team. Number two, you want to avoid some big cost-cutting mistakes. A lot of small business owners start with the wrong mindset in a recession or in an economic downturn. The first question that pops into their mind is, how can I cut costs, when they really should be thinking about, how can I increase and sustain profitability? For a lot of small business owners, that may not mean cutting costs, but that decision or the answer to that question may actually lead to them increasing costs. So you want to look for ways in which you can bring in more money for the business. Some of those ways may include creating products and services that cater to your most profitable customers. A lot of small business owners find it easier to keep the customers that they have than go out and acquire new customers, and it's a lower-cost alternative. And one great way in which you can find those products and services is by using surveys to figure out those products and services that they need. Those are just a couple of things. And, of course, you also want to begin to build up your cash reserve. Most business owners, I would say at a minimum, are going to need at least a year's worth of 
of uh, cash to cover expenses and also to handle any emergencies that come up and to also look at some potential acquisitions here. You're going to find a lot of businesses, vendors, competitors. You're going to find complementary businesses that are in some vulnerable positions here, and this might open up the door for a merger or acquisition, an opportunity for you to receive some deep discounts on products and services by buying in bulk or extending your vendor contracts. Talking this morning with William Patterson. Uh, he is here on Money Mondays at uh, 25 minutes ahead of the hour. We're talking about small business owners giving you some tips, 10 tips, to help you out. And they uh, said, hey, find some ways to find $5,000. I think a lot of people's ears perked up when you said that, William. We're going to get to that. That's the main part I heard was help somebody find Fine, fine. Using you know, your own income. That, yeah. That's the, that's the yeah. big part. Hey, hey. So what are some of these other tips here? Some of the other things that small business owners want to start to do is to look for ways to increase the predictability of their income. You can better stabilize your business. You can reduce risk. You can more reliably plan and also position your company to have greater access to capital, either through banks or through private investors, by increasing the predictability of your income streams. To accomplish this, you might want to consider strategies such as adopting a membership subscription or licensing model, which requires customers to pay for products and services on a regular basis. And you'll see this a lot with companies such as Comcast, your cell phone provider. A lot of them are beginning to move toward these licensing and subscription models where they're locking you into contracts. This, of course, is something that a small business owner can do as well to create more predictable income streams. If you're a small business owner and you do have employees or you use independent contractors, you want to make sure that you have the right people who are engaged in the most profitable activities. You also want to begin to cross-train personnel if you think you may have to downsize. And when it comes to reducing staff, of course, the most important thing is to always preserve the company's knowledge base and core competency areas and to maintain consistency in the quality of products and services provided. I'm sure you've seen a lot of situations where people have been in companies for 20 years and they'll fire the guy that built the company. Yeah. Then the company starts this downward spiral because they've started to cut into the core competency areas of the business. You always want to make sure, and I'll give you an example of that might be, let's say you're on a restaurant. You obviously don't want to fire the head chef, bring in a lower-cost cook when everyone loves the food. It obviously doesn't make a lot of sense to destroy key aspects of the business. But you can outsource non-essential elements of the business, non-essential business functions that don't distinguish the company as a business. That might be information technology, accounting, etc. Those are things that you can do to lower your overhead. And you can also consider independent contractors if you have some short-term projects that need to be addressed. You do have a, a business or you're thinking about having a business and you have questions for William Patterson, a nationally recognized wealth building coach and, and a person who a lot of business owners, tycoons, companies turn to to get advice. Once again, one triple eight four three two fifteen eighty. All right, William, what is the next strategy that you have? talk a little bit about some effective financial planning in the event of a job loss or a recession. Some of the things that people want to start to do now, in, in terms of these are more individuals now, some of the things that you want to start to do, number one, you want to begin to assess your financial situation. So you want to go back and revisit that monthly budget to determine your total expenses in areas where you might be able to cut back. Number two, you want to take any additional cash flow that you find by trimming fat from your budget and use that to increase your cash reserve. Ideally, individuals want at least six to 12 months worth of living expenses stashed away. We're seeing very high job layoffs. Uh, last month, the Department of Labor's reports came out and cut payrolls by 80,000 jobs. 
and mm. it, it was, I always love this when these reports come out, and the analysts are so surprised, and it was more than they expected. Mm-hmm. But uh, clearly, you have a lot of people who aren't being honest with you, so you definitely want to protect yourself now. The next thing you want to do is to total your liquid assets, those things that can be turned into cash in the event of an emergency, and determine how long your savings will last if you do end up being faced with a downsizing situation. The fourth thing you want to do is to consolidate your high-interest debt to lower-interest rate loans and lower-fixed-rate credit cards. This will create some additional cash flow for you and make it easier to make your monthly payments. And you want to start now to look for those small and home-based business opportunities to diversify your income and increase your cash flow. As I mentioned, I say just about everyone should have a small or home-based business if for no other reason than the additional tax deductions that you can generate, and you can work with your accountant to adjust your withholdings, and that can create some additional cash flow for you. And then the next thing you want to do is reestablish contact with a lot of people in your network. We always say 80% of your success comes from your ability to network and form strategic partnerships. So you want to reach out to people that you may not have talked to in a little while. You, you don't want to get into a difficult situation and have to reach out to a person. They say, wow, I haven't heard from you in 20 years. Why are you calling me now that you need some help? You definitely want to reestablish some of those contacts. And then lastly, if you are downsized, you want to make sure that you are filing for unemployment immediately. It's your money, so don't wait. And while it may not be much, it certainly can be helpful in a difficult situation. Talking this morning with William Patterson, giving some tips to those of you who are small business owners. Try to see how you can grow your business, how you can expand, uh, how can you get the word out, advertising tips. You know, a lot of folks who are small business owners, William, are reluctant to advertise because of the cost and so forth. Uh, How important is that? I think advertising can make a lot of sense. Obviously, now with the Internet, there are a lot of cost-effective ways mm-hmm. to market your business without necessarily having to do paid advertising. Yeah. We do have a great program available through com, a great workshop CD that talks about highly effective, low-cost ways for marketing and promoting your business. Those are going to be some great ways in which you can build the brand for your company. And branding is something that a lot of small business owners tend not to think about, but branding is really important. One of the major problems that entrepreneurs have and small business owners have in selling their product or service, even if you're talking about a network marketing company, is that they haven't built up adequate trust and credibility with the people that they're trying to sell to. And it's the equivalent of a guy running up on you in the street and saying, hey, would you buy this pair of socks from me? Would you buy this CD from me? That person hasn't built the adequate trust and credibility, so a lot of times you may be less likely to purchase a product or service from that person. But you want to think about ways in which you can build your brand, build your trust, build your credibility, and it makes it a lot easier to sell products and services, and you can also charge a premium if you do have an established brand in the marketplace. We're talking this morning with strategist, economic strategist, and wealth-building coach to many in the business world who seek his advice. William Patterson is our guest this morning on Money Monday. How important is the tax situation with small business owners and some of the things that they should look out for tax-wise? This is a topic that I always do like to talk about because there are a lot of great tax deductions that are available for small business owners that are more difficult for individuals to take. And as a small business owner, you can begin to deduct 
a lot of your normal expenses as an individual if you learn how to structure them properly. An example might be for a small business owner, you can set up a medical reimbursement plan the same way you would on a traditional job that covers a lot of things such as your deductibles, that covers some of the other things that might not be covered in a traditional plan. So you can begin to lower your tax burden by doing the tuition reimbursement plans. If your job doesn't have that, you can cover that through your small business and deduct some of that income that you're bringing in. You also have a way in which you can structure vacations around things such as board meetings and do it in a way that you're able to deduct some of the things that you might normally do as an individual. But, of course, you always want to do them within the commission of normal business activities. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are paying needlessly thousands of dollars, uh, in some instances tens of thousands of dollars in taxes because they don't have a small business. And a lot of those business owners just don't know. So if you're running, let's say, a direct sales business or if you have your own small business and you're not maximizing these tax deductions or you don't have the information, you're putting yourself at a severe disadvantage. And while you may think, well, I'm saving money by not having an expert, no, it's really costing you a lot more. one 432 talking to William Patterson this morning on Money Monday at uh, 14 minutes ahead of the hour, talking to him about uh, tips for small business owners. William, go ahead and continue. A lot of people have often heard the saying, don't give a man a fish, teach him to fish. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things we try to do is not just teach you how to fish, but teach you how to own the pond so that you can charge mm. other people to fish mm. and you can eat without even being there. Wow. That's a big difference between the types of strategies that we teach. We're all about owning the pond. Mm. So let me give you a couple of strategies for developing some multiple streams of passive income. And for people that aren't familiar with passive income, it's income that doesn't require you to have to physically work. It's not earned income. Earned income is where you trade an hour of your time for a certain dollar amount. Passive income is where you have income that's produced from your assets. There are a number of ways in which you can begin to generate multiple streams of passive income. Number one, you have royalties and revenues from intellectual property. This might involve either creating or partnering with other people who create books, music, CDs, inventions, or these other forms of intellectual property. Again, intellectual property are things that you'll have, let's say, a copyright for, a trademark for, a patent for. They are going to be ideas that are unique and need and must be protected in the marketplace and to preserve value. Those things might consist of a trademark, and the trademark is going to be a name or brand that you use distinctly in the marketplace. An example might be the Golden Arches for McDonald's. That might consist of that whole logo, which makes up a trademark. And then you also have something that's known as a trade dress. So when you drive by McDonald's and all the McDonald's look the same with the Golden Arches, that's an example of the trade dress, the, the outside and the, the packaging. That's the trade dress. And then you have, of course, patents. Patents are going to be a unique process for doing something. And then, of course, you also going to have copyrights. You have music or, or books or other forms of writing which need to have a copyright in order to protect that. Of course, things naturally have a copyright, but you can file for the copyright formally, there also are ways in which you can do that. If you're looking for a patent or a trademark, that can be done online through USPTO.gov, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. So 
the whole intellectual property market is a great way for you to build up these forms of passive income. And you have a lot of people out there who don't opt for coaching who miss out on tremendous revenue opportunities. I'll give you an example of an author. We have books that are translated throughout the world from Polish to Korean to Russian. And if you're not taking advantage of not just the U.S. intellectual property market, but the foreign rights market as well, I would say, you know, if you're not making money all around the world, you're certainly missing out on revenue opportunities. So these are also ways in which a coach can help you as well. When it comes to things such as direct sales programs, that's also another great way for people to make money. Now, a lot of direct sales companies have gotten a bad rap because you have a lot of people doing direct sales that don't know how to sell. A lot of times they just come up to you and say, hey, are you open to other income opportunities? They're given this real scripted approach. But direct sales companies can be a viable means of building wealth, particularly if used in conjunction with our Barron Solution business marketing and sales strategies because they have low start of cost, you have diverse product and service lines, you, a lot of times you'll have established brands, and you'll have a residual income structure that makes them ideal for many people. Talking with William Patterson this morning. William Patterson is a big-time author, wealth coach, number one motivational speaker by Ranking.com, 2008 Best Wealth Building Website, 2008 Best Male Author, and Best Speaker and Lecturer for the past couple of years. Go right ahead and continue. The next thing that you can look at for producing multiple streams of passive income, of course, are online businesses. Online businesses are particularly online businesses that you can automate because you have low overhead, low marketing fulfillment costs. You have significant advantages and lower risk compared to many brick-and-mortar businesses. You also have the ability to create and resell digital products. You can sell these infinitely, and you can grant others the right to resell. So an online business is also a great way to make money. A lot of people think, well, the Internet goes rushes over, but no, there are a lot of great opportunities out there for people. Of course, rental real estate is another way to generate some passive income. Again, in lots of areas of the country, you have foreclosures as high as the purchases of new homes. You have property values that are particularly very low. Detroit is another market, ridiculously low mm -hmm. uh, property values. You also have options on stock. While options are not suitable for all investors and involve risk of significant loss, there are a number of strategies such as covered calls and, and various credit spreads which can be used to produce income on a monthly basis. The next thing is, of course, business-based income streams, which may be things such as factoring accounts receivable and commercial leases. And I know a lot of people, this sounds like these really high terms, but they're not for people with a little bit of training and knowledge. You can certainly get in and start brokering these types of income streams and eventually become a funding source yourself. So it really just takes a little bit of training, but there are significant residual and passive income opportunities for people. And of course, insurance-based income streams such as annuities and structured settlements, those are also different ways in which you can generate some passive income. But now, I want to get to the meat of the show, which is how just about anybody can find $600 to $5,000 to invest. All right. Listening very intently. Okay. Of course, number one is consolidating your long-term debt and your credit card debt to lower interest rate loans and cards. Mm -hmm. And you can use the resources section of BarrettSeries.com. For people who have credit challenges, if you engage the services of a reputable nonprofit credit counselor, this can save you thousands of dollars in interest charges every year. And we do have some programs that will show you how to pay off all of your debt in five to seven years. That includes mortgages, student loans, car loans, credit card debt, everything in five to seven years. 
The next thing, of course, is doing comparison shopping and buying products in bulk, whether it's a cheaper cell phone plan, buying your coffee by the pound rather than by the cup, or shopping at wholesale clubs. Doing comparison shopping and buying in bulk can easily save you over $1,000 a year. Number three is going to be consolidating services with the same company. You can save a few hundred dollars by, let's say, consolidating your phone, cable, and Internet service with the same provider or by switching from traditional phone service with long distance to voice over IP. This can save you in excess of $500 a year. Number four is going to be to move your money from non-interest-bearing accounts to high-yield checking and money market accounts. As we see interest rates dropping, that's also going to drop the interest rate on your money markets and your savings accounts. So you want to use the resources section of BarronSeries.com to find many of the highest interest rate checking, savings, and money market accounts in the country. Number five is examine your insurance coverage. By going online and doing comparison shopping at least twice a year of your insurance company's rates and looking for options to consolidate your coverage, you can find significant savings. This, along with raising your deductibles based on the size of your cash reserve, can save you anywhere from $250 to several thousand dollars a year. Mm. Now, number six is going to be to start a small or home-based business. Now, again, this can be very profitable for you just in terms of income, but it can also save you thousands of dollars through tax deductions every year. And, again, you can work with your accountant to take advantage of these deductions now by adjusting your withholdings to create immediate extra cash flow for you. And on BarronSeries.com, you'll also find links to start the top 20 part-time businesses and home-based businesses with little money as well as supporting software, business planning resources, and startup guides. And, of course, number seven, do better planning to avoid the ATM, the bounce check fees, the penalty fees, and the late fees, as well as the higher cost of booking last-minute travel. Those are the things that are slowly but surely chipping away at your wealth. I also give people a bonus one, which, of course, is around saving money on gas. Mm-hmm. And you'll find on BarronSeries.com 10 ways that you can save up to 20% on gas. So when you see the average person is paying about $40 a week on gas for 40 weeks, 1600 bucks a year, 20% of that, 320 bucks, that can be a significant savings for you as well. All right, I'm going to look that up myself. Definitely, yeah, definitely. We can all benefit from that even if we don't own a business. Oh, yeah. So make oh, yeah. sure you go to BarronSeries.com. William Patterson has been our guest this morning on Monday Monday. Thank you very much, William. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate the opportunity, always. All right. All right. William Patterson, there he is. Once again, the website is BarronSeries.com. Make sure you go there and check it out. A lot of resources for you. This is William R. Patterson, wealth coach and national best-selling co-author of The Baron Sun. I hope you found the lessons and insights from this interview enlightening and profitable. I now invite you to complete the information request form in the workshops and coaching section of BarronSeries.com to learn how you can use Barron Wealth Coaching to rapidly achieve your business and financial goals. At BarronSeries.com, we've developed one of the most effective, integrated approaches to building wealth in the world. With expert guidance and over 200 accelerators, Barron Wealth Coaching can help you quadruple the speed at which you reach your business and financial goals over planning yourself and other methods and programs. For more information on Barron Wealth Coaching, visit barronseries.com forward slash coaching.htm or call 888-90-BARON. That's toll free, 888-90-BARON.